Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, welcome back. It is almost halfway through August. Can you believe it? Holy shit. I don't know about you guys, but here in Southern California, our kids go back to school ridiculously early. So my son is starting school next week, which it feels inhumane. I'm still of the mind that children should not go back to school until after Labor Day. And yet here we are. Nobody gives a shit what I think. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you've been having an amazing summer. I have been writing my book, which is coming along. It's really hard. You guys writing a book is so hard. Everyone says that. And I was like, yeah, okay. Oh God, it's awful. So (laughs) it's coming along. Um, I think most of you know that I took time off so that I could really focus on it. So um, I'm really glad I did that because I really don't know how else I could have done this. So today on the podcast, I have with me uh, Karen and Catherine, founders of My Divorce Solution. Karen Chalu and Catherine Shanahan. Um, they are they combine their legal and financial expertise to provide unparalleled financial clarity and divorce preparation. Uh, the platform that they've created in My Divorce Solution, I think, is is so cool. Uh, I think everyone should use it in some 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 way or another. Um, they really create an easier, faster, and less expensive divorce. And I really hope that through listening to this conversation, you'll you'll have more power and knowledge and clarity about finances and divorce. Uh, Karen and Catherine are awesome. They are such incredible experts in this. Karen is a legal legal liaison, so she's she's been in the legal field for uh, you know many many years. And um, Catherine is a CDFA, so again for many many years. So these women know their stuff, and they are super duper experts. And I just love talking to them. And I think I might be on their podcast this week too. <laughs> we did not plan that, but I think that might be happening. Uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with Karen and Catherine of My Divorce Solution. Catherine and Karen, thank you so much for being here. Um, so we want to just sort of tell everyone all about, I mean, you know, for, of course, we want to talk about your divorce preparation platform that you have created, but also sort of what you do that helps people in this divorce process, right? Like, why would they need to use it? Let's talk about your platform first, and then we'll go into all the other stuff. First of all, thank you for having us. Uh, we love talking to your listeners and we love talking to you. 
um, just helping people out there get through this process is, is such a privilege that we all have. So thank you for having us. But I'll let Karen tell you about our platform. Yeah. So the divorce preparation platform was created out of mine and Catherine's own divorce experiences. So Catherine comes from the financial world. I come from the legal world. They're both 30 years, both having gone through our own divorces. And we, through our experience, we realize there's a gap when it comes to navigating divorce without financial clarity. And so we developed this divorce preparation platform over the course of the past seven or eight years because we truly believe and know that if a person can approach the divorce process, knowing what they have, knowing how to get those documents, knowing what their marital estate means to them, and being prepared, informed, then when they're actually navigating the divorce process, it's easier to stay focused on divorce. And then also knowing that the, the emotional trauma and those feelings are separate, meaning that's really not litigated in the courtroom. It's something Mm -hmm. that you have to deal with separately. And um, you're a better client. You can get through your divorce more efficiently. You can get through your divorce more clear if you can keep those two separated. And it's very hard, but we found with our work that we're able to assist our clients really clearly and effectively by using the divorce preparation platform, which is the integration of financial analysis with supporting documents. So people in the financial world, they're all about the data and the financial analysis, which is super important. But most often then when people go to their mediator or their attorney, they say, well, where's the documentation to support that? We need three years of this, two years of that, five years of this. And so our platform allows for the preparation of all of that into a financial portrait that they can take to all of their divorce professionals because we have a um, a report in there that talks about all of your assets and all of your debt and who can help you and what they mean to you and what you're going to have to negotiate to get a really good agreement on every single asset. So Mm. that's the divorce preparation platform and portrait in a really small nutshell. Right. So, I mean, we're, so literally it's like you're uploading all the documents and then the, then the, the, the technology kind of takes all the data and kind of spits out reports based on now, is this for people in any state? Are there, do you have, are there different state guidelines, you know, built into the state? Yeah, there are different state guidelines and there. It is all in the portrait itself, but in the portrait, in the portal itself. Um, However, when you're in there, you're also unleashing some of your emotions because that data collection process is so stressful for people. Most people have terrible um, relationships with money, they're not organized. So to in the end, they don't have access to a lot of the documents. So our document, our process, excuse me, I keep saying this, um, moves along with them and, and it actually shows them the journey where they are. So they know we have outlined what assets they already told us they have in debt. And so they get to just see it right there when they log into their own portal that this is what we're requesting. And then when they're complete, they get to tell us they're complete. So there's always a constant you're in the know of what's going on. You don't have to read through email exchanges to figure out where you left off last. And then if you have to share that data or documents with any other professionals, we can share it with them. You don't have to go collect it again. 
So once everything is in, you'll be prompted to schedule your review. Um, and your review will come in after all the documents are assessed and all the assets and debt are then identified, verified, and um, all the components to the whole estate are really outlined. When that's complete, you'll have a review. Um, you'll have a Zoom meeting, actually, and you'll review with the, your CDFA everything that's in your assets, debts, what's marital, what's separate, and what you believe that to be. And when I say the emotions start getting unloaded there is because they'll start from their launch call to their budgeting, then to their review, they'll start telling you what they think their expenses are. They'll start telling you what they think their assets are or what their spouse told them is not theirs. And so we listen to them and notate it. And then we turn it into the data because we have the documents to verify it or not verify it if they can't. So this way, if their next professional gets to look at their portrait, they'll see we requested this document, but it was unavailable to wife. Um, so now you can just go straight to subpoena that information or the other attorney gets in and directly re requests just that document. So it really keeps you in the know of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And when Karen mentioned knowing what you have, you know what you have, but you also know what you don't have. And yeah. you have a hold on that. So how do you how do you work with people like what if they don't have access, right? What if they are being, you know, information is being withheld or historically they haven't had access and now they're requesting it, but they're still not sure that what they're getting is real. How, how do we how do you deal with that? That's not uncommon at all. And a lot of people <laughs> feel helpless and hopeless. Yeah. But more than more times than not, and for the most part, we're able to help them get their documents. Mm. Um, you know, many people will call a bank and the bank will say, oh, we can't give you that information. But when we help them know what to say, that information is theirs. They'll call their accountant and their accountant goes, oh, I can't give you that information without your spouse's consent. We help them know what to say. We what help do they them say? Know Tell me what they what to say. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you want to say that, Catherine? Or go ahead. You can okay. Yeah. yeah. So if an accountant, if if it's your family accountant, and the accountant says no, I I can't help you there. I you know I need both people on board. You say, you know what? You're my accountant. This is this is these are my files. These are my documents. Actually, I do. I am entitled to a copy of that information. That's what you say. Yeah. And you are entitled. That's right. That. <laughs> right. Well, I, right think, I think the follow-up there is even better because you say, you, you asked me to sign this tax return. I signed it. So could you please put in writing that you are, you are denying me access to that information? And you will not get an accountant that writes that down. Right. Right. So you remind them that this is marital this is a, all finances are marital. And since you are part of the marriage, you have equal access by, by law. And is there any state in which that is not the case? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. So, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I want to like, really I, hammer that home because yeah, and I'm I, glad you're hammering that home because I know you work with a lot of women and one of the strengths that Karen and I have is that because we are in this financial analysis and document collection area, we don't follow, we don't file for divorce. I'm having such a problem with words today. We don't file for divorce. 
We don't follow the legal. Um, we can't talk to both parties if we don't want to. We can talk to them. We're not giving advice. We're giving knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. We're not coaching them like you are to work on their future, their past, or if they have an abusive relationships. We can't fix that. But what we can do is give you the confidence and the strength that you need to go ask that question or to go do that because we're we're coming from the financial and the analysis side and the document collection. We know what to ask for. We know what you need. So we're, we're giving you that courage because everybody needs courage with something, right? That's right. It's just that who do you need to go to for that courage? So when we tell you to go to the bank and, and do this or go to this, you'll do it because you trust where we're coming from. And we've been through it and we've done it hundreds and hundreds of times with people. Yeah, right. And I, you know, you guys, this is the very definition of knowledge is power, right? Absolutely. That we feel so disempowered when we don't have all the information when we're scared to get the information, when we're like being told that it's not ours to have, right? And when you're empowered by you two and this really sort of systematized process, then, right? Like, this is what you do first. This is what you do next. This is what you say if and when you're blocked access, right? You're like, work like you're creating these little, you know, (laughs) machines going out and being like, okay. Yeah, 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 I can exactly. do that. I can do yeah. that, right? And it's breaking it down into manageable steps, exactly. which I think is so important because, you know, when you say someone will get all your financials together, they're like, huh? It's a deer in headlights. It feels so overwhelming. And you and know, so- Kay, you asked Karen a little bit ago, how do you help them get that information? You're You're reminding me that because we have this safe space and we're judgment free and we understand that most people are unorganized and they don't know where to start and Mm -hmm. they're embarrassed. You know, I can't tell you how many times we hear how people are embarrassed or, you know, they'll start the conversation. I'm so embarrassed. I never did this. I'm so embarrassed. I never paid attention to this. We, We let them say it, but we just keep moving on and giving them the tools that they need. But it is really, um, interesting to see them get that knowledge and then transform into somebody yeah. a little bit who sits up a little stronger or moves forward a little bit more quickly. Um, and yeah. because we have it all outlined and having it task oriented for them, it really does change the way you go through the process. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Cause it helps yeah. build confidence one step at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. And your voice at the table, then you have all of the information, data documents you need to negotiate, to engage with your attorney or your mediator or your spouse and your, you, to your point, you're empowered to be in that space, yeah. um, not from an adversity standpoint, so much as, as a knowledge. And I know what I'm entitled to. And these are the things that I know are important to me in my future. That's, that's critical when you're going through a divorce. You know, Karen and I were just speaking before we got onto this podcast about how much information when we do our assessment calls, do we really need to take from them? And we take a lot of information because we have open communication style um, appointments. So that information leads you to more information. So when you say, oh, most people can't access their data and we help them by some communication, but even in the stories they tell us. They recall things. I remember when my husband bought this house in North Carolina, but I don't remember where it was or what it was, right? That's information that we could put house in North Carolina that can be researched and found. Or I remember when he did this business dealing with a friend of his and blah, blah, blah. Well, Mm -hmm. we extract that. We're listening to them, but we're also pulling the financial piece of that out that we can later reference or look into. Yeah, right. And, and I, and so, so, 
what is the difference between you guys, what you do and a, a CDFA? Like just hiring, just hiring a CDFA. What is, what, what makes you guys different? So I am a CDFA. However, mm-hmm. I do not invest money any longer. Um, so we are true neutrals in the process. And we come from the standpoint of making sure that you understand what all your options are as it relates to all your assets in your debt. So we're providing you with that financial knowledge that you're going to need before you make any decisions. We're not basing on where you we think your money should go in the future or, um, or where it was. We're putting it out there. We, we quite often work with other CDFAs. Um, because they understand that we're trained the same, they understand the same process. So they know how to work with our our clientele and their clientele comes to us because a lot of them don't want to be in the middle of the divorce process. They want to be able to be able to consult with their clients and moving on for their future and do future planning for them. So it's a whole different um, field. We're complementary actually to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and the important and thing that you said, I just want to highlight, sorry, Karen, one second, sure, that, of course. that Catherine just said was that, that you don't invest for people. So you don't have any tie or relationship to any financial institution. So everything you're doing is really coming from this neutral place. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because, Absolutely. you know, a lot of times a planner, they'll go in and they'll say, okay, you should get this asset. You should keep this asset right? Or they know it's under their management or they want it under their management or, you know, I, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why. Or a couple is in the middle of negotiating and everybody has to compromise. There is a compromise. Both parties uh-huh. will compromise whether you want to or not. Right. But sometimes a planner will be misdirected and saying to them, well, you shouldn't do that if you don't do that. But they don't know where it's related to in their negotiations. They're not in part of that. So they're giving advice that could or could not be good proper for this person because it might interrupt with the strategy of their team moving forward. So we don't get into that because we're not advising them what to keep, but what we are doing is we're assessing it all. So we know on the annuities, if there's surrender fees, or if there's a living benefit or a death benefit that they're going to give up. So we're able to put that out on the table. You know, this is a, this is tax deferred, but then it becomes taxable. This asset doesn't, here's the house. So we get to go through it all so that you, the person going through the divorce, are the one equipped to make the decisions. We don't decide for you what you should take and not take or negotiate, but we will put out there that you know, here's my A scenario, B scenario, or C scenario, and you'll be okay with all of them, but you're choosing which one you'll compromise on. And that's mm-hmm. very powerful. And then you go back to your planner and say, here's what I'm walking away with. Tell me the best way to Tell move me what this to forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Great. Yeah. And another component of that is most CDFAs and actually none that I know of, but there could be others out there, do not support the financial analysis with the legal requirements. So essentially what we what the divorce preparation platform is, is an alternative approach to discovery. So if you're in litigation and you're processing your divorce, you know what discovery is. It's super expensive and it's really frustrating. And you're providing documents from a single document that's 100 pages long, interrogatories, and another request for production that's 30 pages long, whatever the it may be. So we're doing that right up front and you're in what you said, a systematic approach. So that, again, it's supporting the financial data so that if you're working with a financial planner, an attorney, an accountant, a forensic, everybody's working from the same fund of information and documentation to support it. So no longer do you have to pay an attorney to send documents to 
a forensic to pay documents to send to an accountant or a financial planner. You don't have to pay for that circle of constant document flow. It's, it's resident in your portal. Do you see people from all levels of income using your platform? Because, you know, this to me can sound like, like this is for people who have like sort of complicated financials and like lots of assets and like someone like me, it's like, eh, pretty straightforward, right? If I were to get divorced again, which would, <laughs> um, if I were ever to get married again. Um, well, so we do a lot you of know, prenup work. So see yeah, before that. <laughs> okay. Noted. <laughs> um, so, so what about people who are not high net worth, just, you know, the regular folk? Everybody is entitled to financial clarity. And you may think that you're a simple case, but if if you have a house or you have a child or you have one bank account, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening. Sure, you might not be as complex, but guess what? Your fee is not going to be as high either, right? <laughs> right but right. you can't go back and make those changes. It's as easy as, you know, from our budgeting. There's a budget, but there's also a lifestyle analysis, which can determine what some of your support will be because it's based on the need and the party's ability to pay. So there's a lot of little things, you know, we, we hear it all the time. We just have this house, we're going to agree to sell it. And then you have the communication, the emotional stuff, stuff comes up. Well, I put $5,000 into this house and I have, a, I have this here, or I paid for all of these things. And, you know, sure, I paid the mortgage the, all these years. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then who's going to get the tax deduction? And what if it doesn't sell? And what if the party keeping it can't, get a refinance to get the other party's name off of it. There's a lot of little things that entail this. And a lot of times people just say, okay, you keep your pension. I'll keep the house. That's an equal thing. Well, it's not, it might look fair, but it's not equitable. And that's a really big thing to understand. Fair is not always equitable. So I sometimes think the middle of the road, Karen, I don't know how you feel, have the most questions and the most to lose than the high complex cases, because those are just things that we put out there and you need to know the uh, logistics of it all, right? But those middle of the road people, and I'll say they price range for us between $4,500 and $6,500. And that's splitting it between the two parties or the one party if they hire us, which is really nothing. We find assets that were not just, you know, thought about or just little mistakes, considerations, and then you kick yourself. You know, and I'm sure Kate, you hear this too. I mean, if we were out, we'd probably have 15 people come up to us and say, I wish I knew you guys five years ago. Me, yeah. I wish I wish I knew you 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot I wish I knew that I know now that I'm like, oh, jeez. Everything Catherine said, you know, some people say, well, my name's on the deed, so it's mine. Or they tell their spouse that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's a HELOC on the home and someone's using it to buy cars or pay for their attorney. You know, all of these things need to be on the table and all of these things are, can be unknowns and very detrimental to the outcome of your divorce if you're not in the know. So yes. if you start with being in the know, then you can manage a lot of that so that you and your family can benefit later. Um, and it, you know, it minimizes the adversity. Uh, that brings me up to a case. 
an old case of ours, Karen, that, you know, the house, you know, husband was saying to wife, sure, you can keep the house. And she's like, I'm keeping it because her mother lived in the house as well. And sure enough, we get the deed on the house and husband's name. It's, it's the, the it's the mother-in-law, the wife and the husband. Well, now all of a sudden he starts using that as a bullying tactic. You know, I'm not I'm not going to sign that to get my name up. And she's like, no, no, he'll sign it. And we said, well, it should be signed in conjunction with your or before your settlement agreement because you'll never get them back to the table. Right. Right. So, um, so there's where we outsource, we sent her to a um, commercial real estate, uh, real estate. Thank you, Karen. Mm -hmm. Uh, We send her there, you know, we still doing what we do. We're still collecting our information and working Mm -hmm. with them. But in the meantime, we need you to go to this type of an attorney, get this taken care of and bring it back. I mean, if she didn't do that, she would have lost maybe a third yeah, of the house. Yes. Yeah, her mother's mm-hmm. share would have went to him. Right. Oh, and nobody wow. knew that my mother-in-law was on the deed until we pulled it. They had no uh, idea. Oh, wow. So it's yeah. little things which end yeah. up being a ton of things. Right. Just because we're putting it out there as you need to know the components to your whole estate. You need to have them interpreted so you understand it. You need to understand what all your options are. And so that you're able to compromise to an agreement that you'll be able to live with and move forward with. Yeah. Yeah. Due diligence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I'm part of what I'm hearing you say is don't, don't assume that it's simple and cut and dry. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There's lots of things in there. Exactly. And now a word from our sponsor. Back to school season is coming up which can be difficult for those going through a divorce. This is especially true when alcohol and child safety is a concern. So as you know, on the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, my mission includes helping people keep their children as safe as possible while in an often high-conflict divorce. So that is why I've partnered with Soberlink to help offer resources to help you navigate the upcoming back-to-school season. Soberlink is a remote alcohol monitoring technology created to help prove sobriety in custody cases. The system includes a high-tech breathalyzer device with facial recognition that allows you to receive real-time updates from monitored co-parents anytime, anywhere, allowing for swift intervention for improved child safety. Soberlink has helped hundreds of thousands of people document proof of sobriety in real time for peace of mind in child custody cases. Soberlink is currently offering free back-to-school and divorce packets that include a Q&A with with a top divorce attorney. I think I happen to know that this is our friend Susan Guthrie. It also has a back-to-school checklist, uh, communication tips, and more. So go to soberlink.com slash DSG to request your free packet today. That's soberlink.com slash DSG. And now back to our show. So how does working with you or a a financial planner um, help people decide? Like in the, if you're in the, like, should I stay or should I go? Um, And you're, you know, I always say to people, you know, if you're, if you're, in the should I stay or should I go or before you, you know, if you made the decision or you're just, look, 
if you're in the should I say or should I go, you're what you're probably saying is I, I kind of want to go, but I but I just don't know how things work yet, right? Because people in happy marriages don't really ask that question. And so, how does getting all of this financial information inform and help people make that decision? Well, sometimes when people get that information, all of a sudden the marital adversity seems much smaller. We've had that happen many times. All of a sudden they want to work on their marriage because they didn't know that this is what they were going to end up with, right? When push comes to shove. Oh, interesting. um, So they're like, oh, I'm actually going to walk away with not as much as I thought. So maybe I should work this out. Or the opposite. My lifestyle is more important than my independence. Interesting. Okay. Or the opposite occurs. And you have someone, and we have a lot of people out there listening that are probably in financially abusive relationships and they have no control over their assets. And they're so scared because they're living off of a credit card that they probably have a limit to every month to spend. So they're Uh thinking, if he takes this credit card or she takes this credit card from me, what am I going to do? And when they find out, that that 401k is a marital asset, if they find out that that bank account is a marital asset, even though you don't have access to it, they will have to disclose that information. So when they find out that they're going to walk away and be able to control their livelihood because it's marital money and they get to walk away with half of it, they're ready to go. They're like, okay, I thought about it enough. I've decided I'm out of here. So now I can live my life the way I want to, not so controlled. Yes. Right. Well, and now how does that work when you've got people who are in financially abusive relationships who don't know, they don't have the information to upload into the portal. They don't have access to anything. They're given an quote allowance um, or, you know, a credit card with a very hard limit. And then they're not, you know, how do they work with you if they don't even know? Well, we always start with a tax return. Most people have that because they're joint tax returns, even though they think they may not have it. And what comes along with the tax return is supporting documentation. Very Mm -hmm. important. You don't just ask for a tax return. You ask for supporting documentation. And then you just build off of that. Um, We have them go through, you know, many different pulling credit reports, giving us what you have. And we identify more and we just keep going down that road. Um, And we, we actually do get very far in identifying the assets and the cash flow available to them. And also, you know, if they're in a situation, because again, our launch call and all of that, we get a lot of information out of them. If they're in a relationship where that credit card that you just spoke of gets turned off, we will send them to an attorney immediately and work with the attorney. So then the attorney gets, if they don't know us, they um, understand who we are, and what our scope of the work is. And so sometimes we do wait for the information to come in and, and the attorney, we get it from the attorney so that we can still build that out and then give them the financial clarity that they need. And, you know, so for those people out there who are just starting and feeling like that, it is really amazing um, when you go through our process and you just do the budget, you might know what, not know what your assets are, but you know what you're spending money on, you know what right. the house. And so you start feeling a little better because at least, you know, something financially and that leads to, oh, okay, what kind of car do you drive? You know, everything that we ask pulls some data out that we then know where to go to get it, you know, or we know what we have to wait for, for them to get it. Um, So just this process of being informed every step of the way and having some kind of hand on it yourself starts Mm -hmm. making you feel a little better. 
Okay. And then what do you say to the woman who says like, yeah, okay, but you're going to send me to an attorney, but I don't have any money to pay a retainer for that attorney. So I can't, how am I going to hire an attorney without any money? Yeah, well, that is a problem. I mean, you do need money to get divorced, unfortunately. Um, There are some do-it-yourself services as well. So it just depends on the scenario. And and Karen usually will get involved with an attorney. And some attorneys, you could pay later. Um, Some attorneys will put a lien on the, um, if if your estate, if they can tell your estate will eventually, you'll eventually have, I don't know, whatever your um, portion would be. Mm -hmm. If they can see that, they're pretty comfortable putting a lien on. They will want you to put something down just as a commitment because, you know, nothing is free. Um, Sometimes when people haven't established credit uh, for themselves, I help them get a zero percent credit card, um, you know, because that's not only establishing their credit, but also giving them access to pay their attorney. Um, Oftentimes, we'll just find assets that they can draw from in the meantime. Mm. Um, So we definitely, when we're building out their budget with them, we talk about those things. We talk about the money that's going to need to be spent. And if the, you know, if there's nothing there, then when we go to an attorney, then they have to file a a petition, you you know, for a distribution of assets so that she can defend herself or, or move along in the divorce. So there's a lot of different options people have that we just explore with them because when you're moving through divorce, that budget crunch needs to be managed. Otherwise you get scared, fall off the rails um, so we like to continually help them understand how they're going to get through day by day, week by week until mm-hmm. they can see that finish line. Yeah. It's so great because it just feels like you guys are, you guys, like I said, just giving them the, giving them, you know, step-by-step step, more power, more knowledge, more clarity, you know? I mean, I, I think I told you guys this, that I have a friend who was so scared of leaving her husband Um, because she was a hundred percent convinced she was going to have to move to like a really, really, really horrible part of town and that she was going to have to work at JCPenney. Like that was not that there's anything wrong with that, but like that she went, was going from a very, very affluent lifestyle and this, and she was terrified that this is like, this is how far she was going to have to go. Right. And I know the, the husband quite well um, because I was once married to him. And I said, <laughs> and I said the best story. <laughs> I don't think so. And I like got on the disaster and I was like, I'm pretty sure I know how much about how much he makes. And then I went on and I sort of put the numbers in. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is how much you might be entitled to per month. And she was like, What? I said, Yeah. And she was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that fear was gone. <laughs> and I'm so not true. right. And like, I'm not saying that it's, you know, that's a fairly dramatic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, here's somebody who just like really didn't have the information. And so what we tend to do when we don't have information is make up the worst case scenario in our head, right? Um, and that's and so also- sad because I know there's people uh-huh. listening right now. I mean, yeah. the stories that we hear, our hearts break to think that someone lives in their room by themselves and doesn't come out, you know, because they're so, they don't want to be with their spouse. So they're never around them, but they seclude themselves. And then they, because they're afraid because they don't have money 
and then they find out that they would have money, you know, that that is so cruel. It's a cruel way to live, you know, and just listening to that, you know, it just, that's why you need the knowledge, you need the information, and then you can make your decision if you want to stay or go, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you don't like the the idea of what it's going to look like afterwards, then then stay, you know, that's your choice. But you'll find that, you know, your happiness won't last very long if if that's how you're living, but you 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 get the right to make your choice. You know, I, I just hate yeah. and you know, that. yeah. If you decide to stay, going even going through this process, going you know working through this, you're a different partner moving forward. You're that's not going to be in the dark anymore. You're going to have agreements. So there's going to be village rules, as I say. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is our arrangement. This is our agreement between each other. If, if I'm staying, this is how it's going to be. Mm. And so, it, you know, I tell people, look, you're not, when you're working with us, you're not committing to getting a divorce. You're committed to learning about what you have. And then you, from that place of knowledge, you decide how you're going to move forward. Yeah. Do most people move forward with divorce? Yes. But right. you were not committing by just starting the process of clarity. Yeah. And to your point, right, there are some people who, that you said earlier, there are some people who get the information and they're like, mm, that's not enough for me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and their lifestyle is more important. And it, you know, and I, what I do in my, in my, should I stay or should I go program? One of the things we do is we, we, we do values. And if your value of you know, material things or lifestyle things um, have a higher level of importance to you and no judgment, like literally no judgment, but if they actually, if it actually does have more weight in your value system than personal freedom or even, even emotional intimacy, then like, cool, you know, Mm -hmm. now, you know, that. Mm-hmm. And you know that that would take a hit when you get divorced because let's face it, most of us, you know, that that's the deal. Like there's only so much money. Um, and so, you know, for, for most of us, for many of us going through this process, freedom is, is, you know, worth more, but for, for some people it's not, and that's totally okay. And it's important to know as well. Oh, totally. You get to be you, you get to be who you want to be without sitting there wondering who you want to be. And mm-hmm. like you said, own it, own it. And then live the rest of your life. Make it, like I always say, make the rest of your life, the best of the life by making your own decisions. Yep. What's the most difficult part about all of this? Like what's, so we've been talking about, like, it's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's like, it's empowering. <laughs> what's maybe not. So like, what can be difficult about this? Karen, can I bring up the one um, person from last week? And I forget what state she's from, but this is the part that frustrates me the most. And Karen might have something different. Um, We didn't practice this question, but this woman knew she needed um, this information. She needed the divorce financial portrait badly. I mean, immediately she was a complex case where she was. She already had an attorney, was feeling like she's paying all this money for basically email exchanges. So she hired us and quickly uh, we, Karen gets in there and says, okay, we're going to tell your attorney what we're doing, the scope of we'll pick up from here. I'd like to set up a call with your attorney, blah, blah. The attorney refuses to get on the call. What? Actually says that you don't need this kind of first time security. ever. First time this has ever happened to us. We're like, what? I really Who hope would... she fired that attorney. That's what we were. I said, oh my gosh, she should not be with that attorney. 
Um, but I was so frustrated because this attorney, Your attorney not- works for you. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. she needs the information. It's a complex case. And we could tell by what was happening already. She's going to end up going in. Probably she'll want to call us when she's 50 grand into not having any clarity. Um, and we see this not we don't see it a lot. Most attorneys will get on the call with us because they want to know what our scope is. And then we want to know what their strategy is and where they are and what have you. But you you need financial clarity. Your attorney cannot be a good attorney if you don't have that. You're not a good client and they can't do their work. And if they don't want you to have it, that is major red flag all over the place. Like, who does he work for? I mean, <laughs> right. right? Like, well, that's- he's he he saw it a threat to his pocketbook. And yeah. you know what? Right. If you, there we go. If there you, we go. You'll know a good attorney when they welcome team members, whether it's your financial planner, your accountant, my divorce solution, forensics, whoever. Huge red flag when your attorney says, I got it. You use my people. We got you covered. And your bills are astronomical every month. Right. You know, that's a huge red flag. Yep. Um, That's right. So, yeah. When people hire us and they have an attorney, the very first thing we want to do is get on and everybody get on the same page who's doing what and how do we help this client get to the finish line? Um, but I, I think the most complicated or the most hard thing when people start this process is engaging because just the thought of it seems overwhelming yeah. and they're tentative and getting them to get in a space of you only have to take one step at a time. That's all you, you only have to do today. And right. getting them to stay in the day and not be not get overwhelmed in it all is, I think, very challenging and difficult because it's really hard to manage the emotions. And if you're a mom and with children, you've got the, that going on, mm-hmm. plus trying to organize and and for the maybe for a lot of people for the first time in your life, owning financial clarity and being responsible for it and looking ahead and saying, you know, I am going to be the CEO of my life and, and, you know, getting into that space. It's hard, yeah. but you know, our, our process allows them to take one single step at a time mm-hmm. and you don't have to commit to tomorrow. The next day, you just got to do today. Um, and I think that's empowering, but I think it's also the most difficult part. Oh, and I think the most difficult part, other than I just get mad about the attorney inter- interaction sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. um, but that's me, I'm a financial. So is letting, particularly women, not the men, the men that come to our, call us and we have a lot of them, they immediately pay and this is what we're getting. And we want, and a lot of them actually even want their wives involved because they want them to have mm-hmm. the information. They don't want to spend a ton of the attorneys gathering this information, um, is for women to understand that they are worth it. Yes, it's yes. an investment. Yes, you might be paying us $4,500. We have $20,000 cases. We have $2,500 cases. It's all about the complexity of your estate. But what, the price is relevant to your estate. Um, we worked really hard to get this flat fee because we know what it entails. We know this through our algorithms. When you go on our website and you take this and then you have a call um, so we can verify everything. But you are worth that investment in yourself. And we promise you that whatever you're spending, you'd be spending four, five, six times the amount if you didn't go this route. And that's why we're on this huge crusade to get it. And that's why we're national. Karen and I want everybody to have to have this when you go through your divorce, because it'll save you money and stress, and it will keep families 
a little bit better intact after the divorce because they're the the anger it's there but it's eliminated it's it's um diminished diminished thank you a little bit so you're worth the investment for financial knowledge um, and you won't get it after the divorce you need to get it before you sign any papers yes amen so important um oh, my goodness all right Catherine and Karen any parting words of wisdom and where can people find you well I I'm actually going to tell people there's a link in my bio yes, yes. <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> there's a link in my bio so use that um so yes. that's where they can you can find everyone you can find uh Catherine and Karen to help you through um you go to the link in my bio and Perfect. that'll take you where you need to go and I'm just going to reiterate what I just said. You are worth it. You're worth the investment into yourself. Um, you don't have to be super wealthy and you don't have to be super poor to be worthy of having this knowledge because only you can come through and secure your worth and protect your value by knowing this financial information and being able to make the decisions for yourself. And we're here to make sure that you have that. And every single human being is amazing in and of themselves. So Knowing that and owning that about yourself is one of the best things you can do for yourself and for your children, um, for sure. And you guys have a free gift for, for our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So uh, we are offering 30 days free to our Divorce You online course, which is about two hours long, broken down in 10, 12 minute segments, lots of worksheets. So it's really, again, just to prepare you and get in the space of the terminology and the situations you may be facing when you're going through divorce. Mm -hmm. So for 30 days, you'll have free access to that. Um, and to claim the bonus offer, just go to www.mydivorcesolution.com forward slash bonus and sign up. Awesome. You guys are great. So, so mydivorcesolution.com slash bonus, and we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, that's an amazing gift. Thank you so much. That's so kind oh and generous. And thank you guys for coming on and sharing all of this and what you do. I think it's really interesting because you guys have a very different niche, um, a very unique niche in this market. And I think it's a really important one. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for Thank having, you for us. having Again, us. Again, we love it. We love to continue the conversations. Always. Me too. Me too. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you my love, deserve to be happy.